Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Ad Project Podcast. So like always, you're listening to Matt and Joe. Um, we own Ad Advance, a digital advertising ad agency with campaigns generating hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. So we've been obsessed over the last couple of years to find the most effective advertising strategies, and we built our system around it. So now we're here to share the, our insights and give you weekly updates on trends, strategies, and best practices. So definitely want to welcome everybody back, and thanks for joining. In the last couple episodes, we covered sponsored products and all of the key pieces that filter into that. So between auto campaigns and manual campaigns, one of the major pieces that we covered is the funnel structure and how we're constantly going from more of discovery, searching for high performing targets down to much more exact campaigns where we have a lot of control. So from the very broad part of the funnel to the very narrow part of the funnel. So we figured that it would probably be good to lead off with the rehash of all these different pieces and how they incorporate into long-term sustaining funnel structures. So maybe Matt, would you be able to walk through just general funnel structure with sponsored products? Just give us a quick rehash. Yeah, I'll keep it simple. So one of the key aspects is creating your campaigns in a series. So for each auto campaign, you have a corresponding manual campaign that has the same product mix. They're designed the same, they have similar names. That just helps with the funnel process. Uh, you'll discover converting search terms in that auto campaign. When they convert, you move them down the funnel into your manual campaigns. So you'll check search term reports and anything that converts in that auto campaign, if it's a keyword, you put it in your manual phrase ad group. If it's a product target, you put it in your manual product targeting ad group. Within a manual campaign, you're also funneling too. So we'll use a mix of broad and phrase match keywords. The first stage of the funnel after auto is our phrase ad group. So that'll also generate unique search terms uh, that match to it. When those convert, we funnel them into our exact ad groups, uh, similar to broad. We'll typically populate those with long tail broad keywords. When search terms convert that match to those broad keywords, again, move them to exact. So it's all about taking those higher level, wider net uh, strategies and then moving them into more refined, more targeted match types where you have more control. And over time, there's gonna be this progression of uh, volume, impression share, kind of cascading from auto and broad and phrase over to your exact. And with that, those exact match targets and those product targets, you can control the bid for the exact search term that customers search for. So yeah. it's a really effective way to build out your keyword and product target mix and control performance to a higher degree. Yeah, so if you're just getting started, really the first key step is just getting the structure in place and being able to harvest those keywords and move those downstream. If you're part of the category for the brand owners who have been established on Amazon for a while, it's just making sure that you have that high functioning 
campaign funnel structure and you're continually moving those downstream. For those people who have different agencies and different people managing them, it's checking to make sure that if you have any high-performing search terms, that they've, again, been moved downstream. So that, that's the key thing. It's just making sure that we're continually trying to move these keywords and product targets to where they have more control. And another key piece, just to give you a little sneak peek into where we're going to be building to, we also have different funnel structures where we can integrate the different ad types together. So for instance, sponsor products keywords, we can funnel those into our sponsor brands campaigns. Um, so we don't have to just focus on creating a funnel structure within the sponsor products ad type. We can create them between the different ad types. Typically, if a keyword is going to perform well in sponsored products, it's going to do really well in sponsored brands. And the same thing for a sponsor display, and this is why we get really excited about product targeting campaigns, is that we can generate a lot of really good product targets from our sponsored products campaigns, and then we can funnel them downstream into our sponsored display product targeting campaigns. For instance, um, we just looked at some of our sponsored display product targeting campaigns, and we We've generated multiple millions of dollars in incremental sales driven directly from this keyword funnel, this product targeting funnel that we have moving product targets that perform well from sponsored products into sponsored display. So while we're just going to focus on sponsored products right now, as we branch into the other couple of ad types, we're going to incorporate all this in so we can give you more of a holistic campaign funnel structure along with a more holistic ad strategy where you can incorporate and tie together all these different ad types and all the different features that are available. So Matt, I, I guess one thing that we didn't cover as much is up to this point, we have just covered sponsored products manual campaigns that have auto campaigns feeding into them. We focused a lot on the funnel structure. Are there any times where you run manual campaigns that you don't have a funnel or auto campaigns feeding them? Uh, yeah, definitely. So by no means will every single manual campaign that you run have an auto campaign that feeds it. That auto to manual funnel is probably your primary volume driver in your account, but it's not the only tactic that you'll use. Not every one of your manual campaigns will be in a series with an auto campaign. One of the main instances that comes to mind where you'll have only a manual campaign, a standalone manual campaign, would be brand defense. So brand defense campaigns are where you pick keywords related to your brand, your brand name. It defends your brand from being conquested by other sellers, people that are trying to leech sales from you, steal your market share. Auto campaigns, you have no real control over what targets Amazon selects and gives you impressions for. So running an auto campaign in a series with a brand defense campaign wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't work because that auto campaign is not going to pick just branded keywords. So we'll always have a standalone brand defense campaign as part of our uh, campaign mix for the most part. Another example of that would be a case that comes to mind is we, we work with a really large apparel retailer. They have tons and tons of pants and shorts, uh, thousands of variations. And one of the issues that they have is in their supply chain. So they have inventory issues and a ton of their products move in and out of stock. Their products don't have a ton of stock continuity, inventory continuity. And so... What we've done is a lot of shoppers on Amazon search for size-based keywords. Like you have a 32-inch waist, you search for 32 jeans, men. So what we'll do is we'll create a manual-only size-based campaign 
where we have all the men's size 32 genes in an ad group that targets 32 gene-related keywords related to that group of products. So maybe we'll have a men's genes by size campaign in an ad group with 30, 32, 34, 36, 38, each size in an independent ad group. Within that ad group, there's only genes of that size. Uh, within that ad group, there's only keywords related to that size. Uh, since Amazon only shows impressions when a product's in stock, that guarantees that if somebody searches 32 jeans men, a size 32 product will get the impression when we have negatives and all the other campaigns and the good stuff that goes along with it. Key reason why we wouldn't have an auto campaign there, same as brand defense. An auto campaign isn't going to generate size exclusive keywords or product targets. So it just adds an extra element of control where when somebody searches for the product that we're advertising, we show a product that's in stock that they want, the most relevant product to their search. That helps guarantee it. So standalone manual campaigns are a huge aspect of our, of our campaign mix for sure. Uh, it's really just you know themed keywords for the most part or specific strategies. Yeah, and I think that brings up a great point too. So one key question that we always get is, how do I group my products together? Or do I create separate campaign funnel structures for every single product? So if we take over an account and it has five products and they're typically in separate niches or they're different products, that's an easy decision. We're gonna split those apart into five separate campaigns. When we take over an account that has thousands of products with very different variations um, or very similar variations, I should say, now we have a tough decision to make. And the key trade-offs that we always face when grouping products together is that if you have very similar products, say you have variations of a same product. So I've got Bluetooth headphones and I have all these different colors for them. We have a trade-off that we're going to have to make in that instance. So we can group all the variations together. And what we're going to get is much more aggregated data. So the majority of people are going to search for Bluetooth headphones or Bluetooth headphones for running. They may not specify a color itself. And so if we split each of those SKUs into a separate campaign funnel structure, we're going to split the data between all of them. And so that hurts us in the bid setting process and how we adjust placements, which we'll get into in a couple episodes and a lot of other pieces. At the same time, if you split them apart, now you can incorporate the different colors in there. So I could do blue Bluetooth headphones, green Bluetooth headphones, and split them apart where I can get more targeted with my ads. But at the same time, for those more general search terms that I have, now I'm not going to get that aggregated data. I'm going to get it separated between each campaign, and it's going to be a lot harder to figure out what's the right spot to set all these bids. And so that's what Matt's going through is when we're setting up our general funnel structure, we like to group variants together. And we like to do that to make sure that we can get the aggregated data on all of those more general search terms that are going to perform well for your campaigns or for your products. So Bluetooth headphones. All right. We want to show up for that. Bluetooth headphones for running because we're specifically designed for running and jogging. Like that's perfect. We can incorporate those for all of the products, all the variants and all the different colors for those Bluetooth headphones. At the same time, 
Now what we can do is we can set up these separate manual campaigns and we can segment out the products to hit the color specific pieces. So now we can get much more targeted for those instances where people are going to search differently between the products. So if they type in green Bluetooth headphones and we show them red, they're never going to buy. So it's really the balance that we face. So when you're looking at your general funnel structure, think of that as a way to group variants together and find common search term for all those variants. And then at the same time, if you have specific terms, whether it's sizes, colors, or whatever else, now you can structure those into other manual campaigns where you can really hit those specific targets that are going to allow those to convert. So you do not need a funnel structure for every single manual campaign. But you should have a funnel structure for each of your products. You may group them together, but then for these different manual variants that you have, you may want to separate them out for those specific terms as you go. So, Matt, I guess anything that you want to add there to that? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about, like, the color-based differences and stuff and just grouping products together for the general search terms. So. We've hit this a number of times, I guess, so far uh, in previous episodes, but reviewing Amazon search term reports, they offer so much insight into um, every aspect of your products, uh, can really help you out with your business. But on the advertising side, it gives you really good ideas for how to segment your campaigns and decide when to group into a, you know, a general campaign series with all variations or split out. So what we'll do is just dig into search term reports see what the predominantly searched keywords are for some of the top performers and we'll choose to group products based on what customers tell us what those actual search term insights tell us and then it also allows us to key in, hone in on specific themes that we can use to break out campaigns it goes beyond uh size and color oftentimes there are specific applications and stuff kayak adhesives or uh certain synonyms for products that are kind of more niche. We were advertising headbands in one case, and we found that cancer or chemo-related keywords performed really well for a certain product series. And so we split those out into independent standalone manual campaigns with just keywords along that line. There are a, a couple other manual campaigns that we do run too that wouldn't have an auto campaign feeding them. One of the main ones that comes to mind would be our ace and defense campaigns which is a super fun strategy it's one of my favorites i have a lot of favorites but with ace and defense what you're doing it's a product targeting only campaign and you target your own products in that campaign so your ads for your products are showing up on your product detail pages of your other products so rather than allowing your competition to conquest your products it allows you to showcase other substitutes or products to bundle and if somebody clicks through, shows an interest in your product, give them an outlet to purchase if they're not ready to purchase the initial product they click through on. Don't give your competition that opportunity, take your listing back. So in a case like that, we wouldn't run an auto campaign to feed it, obviously because an auto campaign isn't gonna pick your own ASIN, it's gonna pick a number of competitor ASIN with some of yours likely sprinkled in. So. By having those separate themes, by splitting campaigns out in that manner and having these standalone manual campaigns, we have more transparency into how those, that strategy is performing, uh, more control over budget, and just faster access to accomplish the objectives that, that we set out for an account. 
Yeah, and just to kind of build on the ASIN defense strategy. So this is typically best employed if you have other products that are very similar to one, the ones that you're advertising. So if I have other variations um, for the product that I'm advertising or other similar products that are in the same niche, now what I can do is if I target the original product with my other products that I own, I can push the competitors out. And so that's one benefit. It tends to lead to higher conversion for your listings because the the competitors aren't there to draw them off your listing. So that's one good piece. Another good piece is that if they're on your current product listing and maybe it's not the right product for them for whatever way, shape or form, maybe your other, other products are. And now they've already clicked on your initial product listing. So they've already showed intent. They're already more familiar with your brand. So they're much more likely to purchase your other products from you too. And then the third piece is that Amazon usually determines that you're highly relevant for your other products because as long as they're in the same category and sell to pretty much the same clientele, you're going to be able to show up as relevant. It's going to convert well. You're going to get a lower cost per click than a lot of your competitors may get that don't convert as well if they click off your page and go to your competitors' listings. So you tend to get a really good return from these ads. And worst case is that you just own the ad space. They don't click on it and they purchase. I guess that's not worst case. It's kind of best case. Um, but you don't even have to pay for that real estate unless they click it. So worst case is they click it and they go over to your other product listing and now they have another chance to purchase and they're more likely to convert. So um, we love ASIN Defense because they typically perform really well. And two, it's very satisfying to go on a product detail page and only see the other branded products that you have and see all the other competitors wiped off. Um, it, it is really cool and great results, very actionable. So that's something that we definitely recommend implementing. So any other instances that you can think of where we don't have auto campaigns funneling into manuals, Matt? Yeah, there are a few. Probably the other major type would be ranking campaigns. So PPC is one of the great ways to promote organic ranking for specific keywords. Your rank is really a product of sales velocity, conversion rate. There's a number of factors uh, that tie into it, but really sales over time, sales velocity and conversion rate are the key, key aspects. Amazon looks at, hey, what products are selling the most for a given keyword? And if somebody searches for it, which is the most likely to be purchased? So we'll create ranking campaigns that leverage high top of search settings, which maximizes conversion rate. We'll get into that in our, our placement episode, but top of search typically converts twice as well as other placements on the sponsor products front. So we can maximize conversion rate by isolating impressions to that placement through specific campaign strategies, and then also target a highly relevant keyword mix or a mix of keywords that we want to promote organic ranking for. So maybe those that you're ranked eight or below for within your category, those could be good candidates for ranking campaigns. Put those in a standalone manual campaign, give it specific parameters that promote conversion rate, sales velocity, and optimize for ranking. In cases like that, again, we're picking a very specific targeted keyword mix and we don't need other keywords, other search permutations triggering impressions. It's designed to generate impressions and conversions for a very tailored mix of keywords to the product. 
So in a case like that, we wouldn't want an auto campaign feeding it. Yeah. So for ranking campaigns, really high level, what we're doing is we're, we're picking a very targeted range of keywords that we want to rank for in the search results. Driving up organic rankings, that's where we tend to make the majority of our profits from actual sales because it's not eaten up by actual ad spend. And so through ads, we can get aggressive on that. We want to use the highest converting placements. Like so for sponsored products, top of search generally is the highest converting placements. And then we want to get really aggressive on those bids to really own those placements. Show Amazon that when people click on your ads, if they type in a search term. So if I type in kayak adhesive and I click on the ad and then I go and I purchase it. That's a good flag for Amazon to show that my product is a good, relevant ad for kayak adhesive. And then also for the product itself, that helps your organic ranking go up the ladder. And so really what we try to do with those is get very aggressive, find the highest converting ad placements, and then make sure that we're getting a ton of eyeballs on those to drive clicks, to drive sales, to give those those messages to Amazon that, yep, we're highly relevant, increase the ranking on the organic side. So we just rehashed the campaign funnel structure. We also went through multiple different instances where you can utilize manual campaigns um, for other specific targeted purposes, whether it's hitting different sizes, different colors, how to group products together into different funnel structures. So you want to use those funnel structures for the more general terms and then use the specific manual campaigns for like sizes or colors or different pieces like that. And then we also went through other specific campaigns that you can implement like ranking campaigns or ASIN defense. So if you're just getting started out, really focus on the funnel structure first. And then once you've implemented that, now you can focus on some more of the nuances. If you're an established seller, Make sure you've got those nuanced manual campaigns set up. ASIN defense is awesome. Ranking campaigns are great. You want to drive those organic rankings to drive your profit because they have such a better margin than your ad sales. So incorporate all these pieces in and you're going to be sitting in a really good spot as a base. So coming up in the next uh, couple episodes, we're going to be going through keyword and product targeting research. So we don't just rely on our funnel structures to get keywords and product targets. There's a lot more that we can supplement. So we'll go through how we do that. And then even going further along, we start hitting negative keywords and we can talk more in depth on deduplication between the different campaigns as we move them between campaigns. And then how do you weed out other poor performers? Um, and then we really start to get into the key metrics what drives sales, what drives ACOS, how to add sales and ACOS kind of fight against each other sometimes. Um, so all these different nuances that we can dig into. So there's a lot of fun stuff to come up. Really appreciate you joining. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you follow us. Um, if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you just subscribe and keep coming back. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. Thanks.